Hello, welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of the week's writers and thinkers. I'm Vivian manning Chaffel, and today I'd like to talk to you about the heartbreaking persistence of sexism in youth sports. Last winter, my 8-year-old daughter wanted to join the basketball team. She'd only played in gym class, but she loved the game, and after shooting a few baskets, felt confident in her abilities. After breezing through the co-ed tryouts, she realized she was one of just three girls who made the team, but that didn't faze her. She was already friends with most of the boys on the team anyway. At practice, she held her own, got a few baskets, and felt invigorated, encouraged. But during the first game, and all the games that fell after, hardly any of the boys would pass the ball to her. Understandably, she fast grew weary of being underestimated. Her eyes would roll, and her arms sagged at their sides while she waited for passes that never came. Her water breaks became more and more frequent, and she stopped protesting when it came her turn to sit out. Her coach noticed my daughter's waning enthusiasm. As a dad with a daughter of his own and a dear friend, he chose his words really thoughtfully. He encouraged her to wave her arms around and demand the ball, get in there and show the boys she meant business. After this chat, on the way home, her head hung low the whole walk. The boy's lack of sportsmanship had become her problem, and it sucked all the joy out of her experience. It tortured me to see her doubt her abilities because of it. So I asked her if she really wanted to play. When she nodded yes, I told her not to give up and to get back out there and keep trying. I told her she was good, and with a little more practice, she'd be really good. As soon as those words left my lips, I internally chastised myself. She was trying as hard as any of the boys on her team. Why was it up to her to try harder? Why weren't the boys held accountable for not giving her a turn? Then, with more resignation in her voice than anyone her age should have, she said, What difference does it make? They don't think I'm good. Even if I was the best player on the court, they wouldn't think I was good because I'm a girl. I told her the biggest mistake anyone could do would be to underestimate someone like her. I told her she works hard, she's smart, and she's powerful. I couldn't decide if this is what she needed to hear or what I needed to say, but she hugged me right there on the sidewalk. I clutched her to me, and I hoped at least a kernel of that sentiment had managed to lodge into her outlook. At the next week's practice, she did just as her coach recommended. The ball bounced and flew about the court, around and around her as she waved and waved in vain. It was as if she wasn't even there. Her frustration emanated into near-visible fumes. On the walk home that night, she nearly combusted. She told me that all that work had been for nothing. And I realized, here was the ugliness of sexism in its earliest possible germination period. But then, believe it or not, things even got uglier. At the game that Friday, my daughter managed to steal the ball and started to dribble toward the opposing basket only to have her own teammate, someone she considered a friend, tackle her to the ground and wrestle the ball from her hands.
physically hurt and stunned by his sudden outburst of physical aggression, my daughter screamed, that's it, I've had enough. To preserve her dignity, I whisked her coat on and we walked off the court for good. Even though her eight-year-old teammates are being raised by really kind, progressive people, they still, for some reason, felt compelled to send my daughter the message that her capabilities were limited by sheer virtue of her gender. Through my frustration, I scrounged up the words to explain to my daughter that unfortunately, this kind of experience was but a microcosm of what she'd go through in life. She'd have to work twice as hard and twice as long to get what she rightfully deserved and probably get knocked down a lot along the way, but her efforts would never be for nothing. Dousing my words in calm tones to mask my anger, this is what I told my daughter. I'd hoped and prayed things would be different by the time you grew up, but I'm not sure it will be. I always had to fight as hard as I could for the ball, fight for things to change, so boys like that would learn to be civilized and share the ball. But it seems you will too, and I'm so sorry about that. At first, I regretted being so brutally honest with my young daughter. But sugarcoating this reality certainly won't help her any in the long run. Just as with my daughter's basketball game, I'll be there to whisk her from any unauthorized show of aggression, and I would rather draw my last breath before I allow her to feel like a failure. That's it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And as a thank you for listening to this episode, we'd like to offer you four totally free non-commitment issues of the week magazine. To get those, visit theweek.com slash for free. I'm Vivian Manning Chaffel, and you can find me over on my website at vivianmanningchaffel.com or on the Soapbox Dirty podcast on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.